we don't see you as a problem. We see you as an opportunity. He said, I never forgot that. He has dedicated his life to helping train people who work with abused and neglected children to know how to help them. And he says, every child who winds up doing well has at least one stable and committed relationship with a supportive adult. And the difference between a statistic and a success story is you. It is us. And here's the thing, I know you're doing many things in your community. We are doing something together at the United Methodist Homes for Children. And we've been doing it since 1871. We're so excited that next year, we are gonna celebrate 150 years. Our mission is to serve Christ by providing for the physical, emotional, educational, and spiritual needs of children and families. And in 2019, we served 954 children and families through all of our various ministries. We began as an orphanage right after the Civil War when Methodists said, we've got to do something. We see children in need. And while we, we still offer residential care, it's a bit different than it used to be, but we offer therapeutic residential care both at our new campus in Nicholasville and at our Mary Kendall campus in Owensboro. On average, the 12 to 17-year-old youth who come to live with us have lived in 20 different placements by the time they get to us. Now, something important to know is that while the state does give us a, daily, a stipend for their daily care, it doesn't come close to covering our cost. Our cost for staff, 24 hours a day, an on-site nurse at both of our campuses, which has been a real godsend during this pandemic, let me tell you. In Nicholasville, we have an on-site school. In Owensboro, they go to the city schools. We have a gym at both sites for recreation, and often, in this, often we get to take them on field trips. This summer, it's looked a little bit different. In, in that we've tried to bring things to the campus so they can have some break from the monotony of being just in one place all the time. Here's the thing. We want our youth and children at the children's home to have the best, just like you want for the children in your life. But we do more than residential care. You do more. As I mentioned earlier, my husband and I have two young adult children. Now, they are 26 and 22 now, and while um, they are mostly independent and self-sufficient, they still need us from time to time, and not just for our checkbook, although that comes up some. They need our support in how to navigate the world. And we do the same thing, you do the same thing for youth who have aged out of foster care. When they are 18 to 21 year olds, they can come and live in our independent living. We have it in both Nicholasville and Owensboro, and we just pro we provide a place to live, we provide counselors, we provide staff to check on them, and we help them with things like how to apply for a job, how to get into school, how to keep a job, 
Yes, they mean that you do need to be there every day, and you do need to be on time, things that we were all taught by mentors in our lives. I want to tell you a gory sighting about our residential and independent living. A young lady named Claudia came to live with with us in our residential care at our Mary Kendall campus in Owensboro. There were major issues with her family, and by the time she got to us, she had had um, really a difficult time at school especially. She'd been kicked out. So we were able to get her in an alternative school in the Owensboro area. She graduated from high school. She started doing so much better and listening to our counselors and working with them. And after she graduated from high school, she moved to our independent living. She held two jobs, took her ACT, and decided she was going to go to college. I'm so excited to share that she completed a whole year at the University of Louisville last year and is getting ready to start, has started her sophomore year. And she shared her GPA with us. I'm pretty sure it was higher than mine my first year of college. It's so exciting. One of our staff members was telling some of us the other day that she, she called back and talked to some of the staff. We are home for her. And she started sharing about how she was doing And they said, is there anything we can bring you? And finally, she named two or three things she needed. So, of course, we're taking them to her. And this staff member was so excited to say, this week when I go to Louisville to visit family, I'm going to go see her and take those things to her because she is our family too. Those are the kinds of things that our donors help us provide that the state won't pay for. I want to tell you another story about a young man who had aged out of our independent living. And he got a brand new job. And he wanted somebody to celebrate that job with him. But he also needed some work pants for this new job that he could not afford. So he knew where to go. He came back home and went to our independent living and talked to the staff. And of course, we provided the clothing he needed so he could take this next step on his journey. You are making a huge, huge difference. We would love nothing better than to keep families together, and so we offer community-based services of counseling and of case management through both our Nicholasville campus and our Owensboro campus. Um, When NTI started so abruptly last spring, Uh, non-traditional education for our students. We had a number of families that could not, didn't have transportation to go get the Chromebooks or netbooks that they needed to pick up from the school. So our staff made that happen. I walked through um, one of our wings in our new building um, when this was happening. And what I heard was a case manager on the computer with one of our youth she was working with helping her understand how to use uh, the classroom learning online she had to go need. She was coaching her through that. She wouldn't have made it through without us. We also had a young lady who needed something as simple as pencils. She had no pencils at home to complete her schoolwork. So, of course, we made sure she got them. The other day, I got a list of 
some of our youth that were helping in our community-based service in Nicholasville, and it was a list of those who were finishing high school and several people who were going on to college and technical school. You made a difference in their lives. In addition to all those things, we offer, also offer adoption services through our Mary Kendall home in Owensboro. And something I didn't know till I got to the children's home a little over a year ago, we work with the Department of Juvenile Justice to provide alternative to detention ankle monitoring and home monitoring. We do that in 109 counties now throughout the state so that children who have had an offense with the courts, we don't want them locked up. We'd rather have them at home and having our case manager calling them every day, talking with their family, saying, what services can we get to you so that this doesn't happen again? You are making a difference in so many lives. Thinking about our scripture that I read earlier, the verses of the 18th chapter of Matthew, we hear Jesus being pretty serious, don't we? As one commentator I read said, Jesus doesn't mince words. Sixth verse, if any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believe in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were fastened around your neck and you were drowned in the depth of the sea. Yeah, Jesus is being pretty serious, isn't he? Three times in this whole passage, he reminds us of these little ones, these vulnerable children that we are to care for. And isn't it interesting that an exchange that started with the disciples coming to Jesus and saying, which one of us is the greatest, Jesus, hoping it would be them, it ends with Jesus reminding them over and over of humility and that the greatest is the least among them. It is the little ones. It is the caring for the children. That is what Jesus is after. Last year, um, one of my first months of work, I was in my office working on our financials, and I was getting a little stressed, I have to tell you. As I mentioned, while the state gives us some money to care for these children, especially our residential care is very expensive, and we never have enough from that. And I thought, I need a break. So I got up and went over to our dining hall. And I saw that a staff meeting was happening there. And I knew that one of our young ladies the night before had, had, had not had a good night. She had some issues with probably fighting and being belligerent. It was not a good night. But here's what I saw. I saw this in the staff meeting. The whole staff was talking about this one young lady. One person said, I've noticed that she really enjoys journaling and she's good at journaling. So if she's getting stressed, get her to get her journal out and write in it. And another person said, I've noticed that when the sun goes down, when it's nighttime, she really struggles even more. So we need to give her extra attention at night. And it went on and on around the circle as they talked about this one young lady. 
I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but I've read scripture my whole life. And sometimes something happens that just makes you go, now I get it. And that's what happened to me that day. All I could think of as I saw that was Jesus saying, I go after the one. We are called to go after the one. Julie, you are stressing about money, but remember the mission to go after the one. What do you think, Jesus said? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go in search of the one? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he rejoices over it more than over the ninety-nine that never went astray. Jesus wanted us, wanted me to remember at that moment, wanted all of us to know that we are called to care for the one. This one young lady who the world had said is not important, who her family had said, we can't care for you anymore, you need to leave, I was reminded that we are called to care for her. We would love for you to know even more about our ministry and what we do. You can come to our, go to our website, see even more videos like the wonderful one you saw earlier from Tina. We still give quilts to children and youth in our residential and independent living care, and they still mean a lot. We'd love for you to volunteer with us. We'd love for you to mentor one of our kids. We're having to do it over Zoom right now since we can't have visitors on campus but we would love to find a way to use your talents in our ministry. And again, thank you so much for all the support that you give us. We simply could not do it without you. We'd love for you to come and visit when we can receive visitors again on our new campus in Nicholasville or at Mary Kendall. You help us see that children know that they are loved. I want to share a couple of stories with you as I end. This past week, um, one of our young men who is, old, is like on the old, older age, he's 17, he was learning some life skills with one of our staff, and he's looking to get a job soon. And so one of our staff was taking him around to all the offices, teaching him how to interact with us and to take our trash and throw it away. So he came up to me and he said, Miss Julie, do you have any trash? I'd love to throw it away for you. So we got my trash out of my office and he put it in the big trash can to take it out. And the staff said to me, did you know that Kevin, I'm using, not using his real name because I can't, he said, did you know that Kevin is going to graduate on Friday? Graduate from high school. The way our school goes at Nicholasville, it's with Jesmond County, but they can do individual learning because our kids come in at so many different places. So he was, had just finished all his work to graduate. And the grin on his face when he said, I'm going to graduate, was amazing. So I got to watch on Zoom the graduation of Kevin. He walked in to Pomp and Circumstance. He got handed his diploma. We they took pictures, the principal and teachers spoke, and he got to speak, 
and talk about how proud he was of himself. And then the principal spoke and she said, you know, when you first came, we weren't sure you are gonna make it. And I asked one of our, our clinical director and she said, he, he, he struggled at the beginning and probably if he had not been with us, he would not have graduated from high school. But because of you, we were able to give him the individual attention so that the principal could go on and say, you've done it, you've graduated, and I know that you can do anything you set your mind to. What a difference you made in his life. I want to share one other story as I close. Do you remember the girl that I shared um, that all the staff was talking about her because she had had a hard night? Well, around Christmas time, she came up to me actually at the, at the Christmas party and said, Miss Julie, have you heard I'm going to be leaving? And I said, I heard you are, that you were going to leave us soon. Children are usually with us 9 to 12 months. It's been extended a bit during the pandemic. But she came to me at the Christmas party and she said, I'm going to be leaving. And I said, hear these things. Know that you are loved. Know that you are prayed for. And know that you will be missed. And she looked at me and she said, I know that I am loved. And I know that there are people praying for me, which is amazing because when she first came to us, she wanted nothing to do with God. And then she looked at me and she said, I think I will be missed because I'm kind of a favorite around here. Isn't that what we want for all the children in our lives? To know that they are a favorite, that they are loved by God, that they are prayed for, and that they are a favorite. Thank you for making that happen. For 149 years, Methodists have cared for the least of those, the, little, the least of these, the little ones that Jesus reminded us of. Thank you for your continued support as we live out our mission to serve Christ by providing for the physical, emotional, educational, and spiritual needs of children and families. Thanks be to God. Amen.